just start off by saying this. When you think of the word 2020, what do you think of? <laughs> it's, it's stuck in your mind, right? You think of COVID, coronavirus. Words matter. You know the words I've been hearing all throughout this last year? Unprecedented times. You got to be fluid in leadership. You get fluid decisions. It's like here, it's there, it's this and that, it's all. You have to be fluid. When we say certain words, they mean something and they shape us. They shape our past, they shape our present, they shape our future. Because what we take actually matters. Uh, I'm sure that many of us are happy to hear the word 2021 or Happy New Year, right? Because it just, it, there's a little bit of a hope. There's a little bit of a glimpse. There's like, okay, 2020, it was like bad. It's almost like a cuss word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like something bad happens, y'all, 2020. I mean, you just sort of say it, right? It just sort of, it's just oh, in your mind, your mental map, it, it shapes our world. And this is why it's so important that even through the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of whatever is going on in your life, that you get the words that bring life to your life. That you're here right now. It actually makes a difference. Through the adversity, watching on Facebook, getting rid of the distractions, coming here to church actually will benefit your life. Because this is why Paul said in Romans 12, 2, that do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. God shapes our world with words, with His Word. And here's the cool thing about God. When He speaks, it brings forth life. Like you may have started reading the Bible in Genesis chapter 1. He actually speaks and makes nothing out of some, like, like something out of nothing. When He speaks, it's like, let there be light. There's light. And things actually matter. And so when he speaks into your life, he brings life into you and he encourages through it. And so I'm so thankful that God speaks to us, that we're starting to understand there's more to life than just the physical. There is spiritual and we need to walk in that. Remember when Jesus was being tempted in Matthew chapter four and the enemy was coming against him like the enemy is probably coming against you a lot this last year with different thoughts and lies and distractions. And Jesus told uh, Satan, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In fact, words are so powerful that Jesus, we're talking about Christmas, he came as a man, his career, his education, his primary role was not to be a political leader, but it was to be a teacher. They called him rabbi. He spoke words to shape people's hearts, to transform lives, to give us truth. And right now we need to base our lives on truth because it is so frustrating watching this news report and watching that news report and watching this thing and that thing is what is true, what is not. We are seeing an actual uh, principle laid out in God's word that when you don't have your life based on truth, your world is shambles. It's hard to make decisions, even when you want to make the right decisions. What is loving? What is not loving? Mass, no mass, this, that, and the other. We don't really know because there's so many opinions. But praise God, we can go to His Word and base our life off of His Word and what it says and have some confidence. And it actually brings stability and it shapes our world for good. And so we have to ask ourselves, what is shaping our world? What are we listening to? Are we going to God's word and is that actually, are we applying it to our lives? And so today what I want to do is I want to just do something a little bit different. It's always unusual because uh, we're, we're called Redemption Church in Delray Beach. We're affiliated with Calvary Chapel. So right now actually we're teaching through Revelation as well with you guys. Um, a few chapters ahead, but I love teaching through the Bible. But this is something that God really spoke to me and I want to do just a word study of uh, a word mentioned only six times in the New Testament. And just sort of walk us through this word five times it's mentioned by Jesus himself.
that could hopefully shape our minds and our hearts for 2021. Does that sound good? That we can look to God's word and we can understand that. And listen, when I heard this Bible study, this is not original thought. Uh, I do not speak Greek or Hebrew, uh, but I do have a Strong's Concordance, just like all of you. You can go to Blue Letter Bible and get those references and stuff. And uh, I actually heard this message from a pastor called David Guzik. Uh, I worked with him and know him, and he was down in Florida. And it's like, you know, those messages that God just speaks to you and encourages you. And I just knew, man, that brought me so much strength, hope, and encouragement. I want to I want to teach this to my church, which honestly I haven't, because I just put this all together in the plane, just thinking and praying through it. And I want to teach this to other people. And I want us to think about the words of Jesus in 2021. And I think this is a really cool thing. And so um, it ministered to me so much. I went up to him. I was like, man, that was an amazing Bible study. Can I just like steal that? He's like, absolutely. I don't know if you know this, but he's a great Bible commentary. You can go to EnduringWord.com and you can actually go through the Bible and get all of his stuff for free. And so I've worked with him and helped him spread the word and stuff. And um, obviously every outline uh, is going to be different. I'm going to say it a lot differently, and I've added stuff, taken things away from what he said. But I'm telling you this because when if God ministers you today through this study, I want you to tell other people about it. And obviously it's going to be different than what I'm saying right now from you know the pulpit, but that's okay. I'm not David Guzik, and you're not Daniel Williams, and that's okay. And as long as we can get God's word and speak it forth, it's going to bring forth life. And so I'm excited to be able to, to share this with you and to be able to um, teach sort of out of the overflow of my heart of what God's teaching me. In fact, I wrote this down. I was reading a book about preaching um, on the way here from the plane by a guy named Warren Wiersbe. And he quotes this columnist, um, Sidney Harris, who says this, Two words, information and communication, are often interchangeable. Right? They're inter the people interchange those words, but they are significantly quite different things. Information is giving out while communication is getting through. Information is giving out while communication is giving through. And this morning, I want to communicate something to you. I want to impart something to you. I don't want to just give you information and look at God's Word. I want the Holy Spirit to do a work. I want God to communicate something straight to your heart. So in difficult in 2021, you can say, these are the words of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit can remind you. So let's pray, and then we'll get right into our Bible study today. Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, God, that you can speak. We thank you that your Holy Spirit dwells with us, Lord, is here and, and is the great teacher and comforter. And so we pray for those, Lord, that are need comfort. We pray, Lord, for just the holidays. We know when we celebrate your birth and we understand that. We also know that it's hard because uh, we've lost people recently and we know that um, just this Christmas is unusual Christmas. Uh, and so I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would comfort and minister to those that are having a difficult time. And, and Lord, speak to them today. I thank you, God, that we can rejoice in you. And so we pray, Lord, as we look to your word, as we look to what you have said, that you would encourage us this morning and that you would minister as only you can do. Please, God, speak through me. It's in your powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So the word I want to share with you is this. Tharseo. Tharseo. I don't speak Greek. I don't speak Hebrew, but this is a Greek, ancient Greek word. And when you go to word studies, especially, you want to go to what the Bible says, go to the Greek or the Hebrew, and then also go to the definition. Let me give you a definition of what this word means. Tharseo. It means to be confident, to be daring, to be bold, to go out in bravery, to be courageous. Let me just say it again. It means to be courageous to be bold, 
daring, confident, to go out in bravery. Uh, in fact, this word is used in the New Testament uh, oftentimes, but the, the, the sort of imperative or the way I want to look at it, the sixth time the Bible mentioned it, isn't in a command. The Bible commands us, it's an imperative, to be bold, to be courageous, to go out in bravery, to be understanding and confident and daring in the Lord. Uh, it's, it's sort of like the difference of this. If you have kids, you know this. It's the difference of telling someone something or telling someone something. Like you ever tell your kids to do the dishes or clean up or whatever, and then all of a sudden they don't do it, and then you tell them again and they don't do it, and then you tell them, go do this. It's a directive. It's a command. It's, it's something where you're, it's like a direct order when someone is saying to someone, do this. Be courageous. Be bold. Be on point. Be decisive. You need to go out in bravery and go with confidence. Uh, now, what's a weird thing about this word is how the New King James has translated this word throughout the years. Uh, it wouldn't come to our attention in this direct command from Jesus. It's a little bit Christmassy, actually. If you look at your Bibles, the word in the English, the New King James translation, it's this word that means, uh, you may have heard of this, be of good cheer. Remember when Jesus would say that to people? Be of good cheer. That's, dumb, but that's like the angels come. Hey, be of good cheer, I'm here. No, usually when an angel comes, people fall down and are very scared and it's frightful. But we hear be of good cheer. It's almost like, well, hey, good luck. Be of good cheer. Jolly old young man. You know, it's, it's not like, hey, go be bold. Go be courageous. Go, go do that. We don't think about that. And so that's why it's important to actually understand these things and to, and to sort of translate it and let it sink in to be confident, to be daring, to be courageous, to be bold, to go out in bravery. In fact, an example of it, you could turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9. We're going to be all over the place, so I don't have very many, uh, like a passage, but we can start flipping through and looking at it. If you look at Matthew chapter 9, one of the first times this, this word, baroseo, is used, this be of good cheer, this be courageous, is used by Jesus in Matthew chapter 9, verse 2, where the paralytic got lowered down by his friends in faith. Remember that story? They take off the roof. It's found in other places as well. Uh, this is what Jesus said to the man who got dropped down, who could not walk. He said, Behold, some people brought to him a paralytic, lying on a bed, meaning he couldn't walk. He was paralytic. He was getting there. And when Jesus saw their faith, speaking of his friends, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, the ESV says which still is, doesn't really give that emphasis of be courageous. Your Bible, New King James, may say, Be of good cheer, my son. Your sins are forgiven. Now listen, he's not telling this man, Hey, come on, man. Like, take luck. Take heart. Be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. This is an imperative. This is a direct statement saying, You should be confident right now. You should have you should be daring. You need to be courageous. Be bold. Go out with bravery because your sins are forgiven. I saw your faith. Now you go and walk in this truth. Jesus is saying, get bold. Get courageous and do it right now. Be courageous for your sins are forgiven. And you can say this, that all courage really begins with this simple truth. Understanding, having the humility to receive what Jesus has said about you. To know that you actually have to say, 
I'm humble enough to believe Jesus could take away my sins. I can be courageous in what he says. I, I, I think this is genuine courage to know that, uh, to actually say, I'm a sinner and I'm not God. Because, listen, man, you see the world, this is what it looks like when people run the world and try to act like they're God. And I know that some people think Christianity is a crutch and all this stuff. No, it takes a lot of bravery and courage to say, I am a sinner and I am not perfect. Because pride will get in the way. And you've got to walk in humility to truly be bold sometimes. To truly face the fact, to have courage and to say, I am not God, I am imperfect, I need a Savior. Take heart, be bold. Your sins can be forgiven in Jesus. You can have strength in Him. You remember Moses, the leader in the nation of Israel, when he was passing the baton and, and giving them a word of encouragement, a whole book, Deuteronomy, was reminders of truth so that they would go into the promised land and walk in truth and in victory and freedom. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or do not dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. I think all of our courage, especially when Jesus commands it, is rooted in what Jesus has done on the cross because He is with us. His presence brings boldness. This isn't an arrogant statement that we're just saying, hey, be bold, be courage, and just doing it. No, if we go and look to the cross of what Jesus came for, becoming a man, living a life you and I couldn't live, and then dying on the cross for our sins, imputing His righteousness to us, we have reasons to be courageous now. Our sins are forgiven in Him. So when He's directing that man, He's seeing the faith, and by faith we are saved, and now we can have some courage, and it starts there, the cross. If you're not saved, you need to start there in 2021, the cross. Guess what? If you're saved, you need to go back to the cross. That's where our strength comes from. That's where the command comes from. Your sins are forgiven. We are bold in Jesus and what He has said and what He has done. And isn't this the doctrine of the New Testament? Like 1 John 5, 5, John would say, Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Right before the verse says, we overcome by our faith, by our trust. When you put your trust in Jesus, you should have some strength, you should have some encouragement, and you should have some boldness to understand what He says goes. Now, the second place is only a few verses later. You're in Matthew chapter 9. Just look at 22. It's a different story. This is with, when the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus. Remember, there was a whole big crowd around Jesus. She had suffered with this issue of blood, I think, 12 years. Another text says that. Uh, and Jesus just pauses and turns around and says, Power has left me. And the disciples, what are you talking about? We need to go over here and do this. He said, no, 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 no. Someone has had faith. I see this happen. And he turns to this woman. In verse 22, it says, Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, be of good cheer. ESV says, take heart. This Greek word means, be courageous, my daughter. Your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. Jesus is saying, your, your faith, has made you well. Again, it doesn't, doesn't it take courage to actually receive what God has actually said over your life? That you are beloved? That you are, have a plan and a purpose for your life? Doesn't it take strength and boldness to say, I'm going to believe that God has a plan in 2020? That He's still moving in 2021? That takes courage. 
And this is a command that the Lord gives to this woman who has been healed. It takes courage to say, I'm not going to believe the lies of the world. I'm not going to believe the lies of the devil or the enemy. Or, or you know, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to give in to my flesh. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to have faith in what God has given to me and trust in what He says. And this is a powerful word from Jesus to be bold, to have faith to this woman and to us. Hebrews 10.23 says, let us, not, let us now hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who promised is faithful. It's not just God forgave my sin, but now there's a plan, the purpose, the resurrection is real, Jesus is alive, and I need to have faith to trust in that, that the Holy Spirit can use me, that, that He dwells with me, and what He says goes, and in fact, this is why it's so important for us to gather around, because we can see the Holy Spirit working in one another's lives. You may have not seen me for three years, but you're like, wow, He's back, He didn't give up. God's still working His life, that's amazing, because that's what I'm thinking about you guys. You haven't given up. Even an older congregation, you're still seeking the Lord. Hey, if you can do it, I can do it. We're in this together. That's why right after it says in Hebrews 10, 23, about the confession of our hope that God is faithful, it says, and therefore do not forsake the fellowship of the brethren because we actually encourage one another in our faith. And God commands us not only to just say a prayer and have our sins forgiven, but to walk with Him. And to walk with God in these last days, we need some courage. And so He says, be bold. Now, the third time Jesus references is a few chapters later, Matthew chapter 14. You could turn there. And, and that's right. We're literally walking through all six times this ancient Greek word, tharseo, is used in the imperative, in the command form, uh, in this direct statement of be courageous. The context in this passage is Jesus saying when his disciples called out to him, in fear in the Sea of Galilee. You remember that they got sent out by Jesus, and this is where Jesus walks on water. Peter does as well. It's mentioned there. And Jesus is walking on water, and these people are freaked out. The boat is about to sink. It's over for them. And then they see someone as if it's a ghost, and it's not. It's Jesus. He's walking on water, and in verse 27, he calls out, and he says, But immediately Jesus spoke to them. Remember, words bring life. Jesus did speak. He was not only a, prof, a, a man that lived this life, but he was a prophet. He was a teacher, and he gave us words. And he spoke to them saying, Be of good cheer. Take heart. Be courageous right now in this moment. It is I. Do not be afraid. Jesus is saying, Be courageous. You aren't stupid for being scared. You're not dumb for being fearful. He doesn't say, he says, be courageous, I am with you. Listen, if you know this story and you know the Sea of Galilee, this is a real storm. And in the real midst of their trial, that they're fearful, he doesn't rebuke them of the situation, he tells them to look to him. He says, be bold, be brave, be confident, for I am with you. And he, this is, remember, this is a command. So the storm was a fact for those disciples. They weren't just imagining things. You know, sometimes the greatest comfort we can as believers is just addressing the problems at hand. This stinks, man. I don't even know what to say. Hey, this is a real situation. You just lost your job. You just lost this family one. Hey, COVID, it got you sick. 
I'm praying for you. This, is, this could be scary. He doesn't neglect the fact. You don't lose your faith because you fear. You overcome by your faith. Sometimes the greatest comfort is just addressing the storms in your life. And it's okay to do this as long as you don't leave it there. Because Jesus said, take heart, be courageous. It is I. I am here now with you. The courage comes when we acknowledge that Jesus is with us, not in the ignoring the problem or the pain. For it was in Psalm 23, verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. This is where true boldness and courage comes from, that there, there is fear and there is a problem, but we look to God who is greater than our fear. He's greater than our pain. He's bigger than all of that. We can take comfort and courage by not ignoring the problem, but looking to Jesus in the problem. The storm wasn't a fantasy. It was a great fact. But the fact of the matter was Jesus was there now. Your problems right now are real. Is Jesus with you? That's what you need to be looking at. That's what you need to be thinking. Because if He is with you, He is greater than your problems. And you can actually have boldness through your problems, even if they don't go away. God doesn't want us to close our eyes to problems. He commands us to take courage. Remember, he was walking on water. Look at the storm. He's in the midst of it. Now, the fourth reference is John 16, 33. This was probably a life verse for me in 2020. This is something that we should understand and recognize. You've probably heard of this. It's a great Bible verse. It's not one that many people memorize, but, you know, you should. It's when Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross uh, and the resurrection is sent to the Father. So he was telling his disciples, hey, I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm gone. I'm going. The disciples were bummed to hear this, to say the least. Jesus commands this, Tharseo, be bold, be courageous. Verse 33 of chapter 16 of John, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace, and in the world you will have tribulation. Can I get an amen? amen? You've experienced this. But be courageous. Be of good cheer. Take heart. Be bold. Be confident. I have overcome the world. Man, if you don't memorize this right now, you should. This should be your theme. Listen, things are hard, and it's okay to acknowledge things, but with God, we can have victory. God never promises an easy life for any of His followers. In fact, He says tribulation will come. Persecution, blessed are those who persecute you. Wait, hold on, God, I don't want to get a tattoo of that on my shoulder. That, that, what, what in the world's going on? Yeah, it's, it's just because you're a Christian don't mean the problems go away. But be bold. For Christ has overcome. It doesn't say you have overcome. It doesn't say you are perfect. It says, I have overcome. You know, failures and hard times, they don't have to define us. 2020 does not have to define your life. It just doesn't. It can. It can be overwhelming. It can control you. But there's a reason why Jesus is not only called Savior, but Lord. Because you can actually have Him Lord of your life and Him control your life. And your mistakes, they don't have to define you either. You're a new creation in Christ. 
He gives you a command to be bold and to move forward because He has overcome. Not you have overcome. And when you submit your life to Him, you can have new life in Him and overcome and have victory. You remember Paul would say in Romans 8 that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. He would continue to go on that chapter and give us a lot of great encouragement about God's love and how never separate, we can never be separated from His love. That means even our own failures, our own mistakes, we cannot be separated from God's love. In verse 37 it says, No, in all these we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. That means we're not defined by our problems, by our past, not even by our future and our other mistakes. So many people get so caught up and fearful, but praise God that we overcome in Him. So when we stay close to Him and abide in Him, we bear fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness. This is how you practically overcome, is looking to God and believing what He says, that in this moment, when I mess up, and I have tribulation, and I'm imperfect, I'm going to go to Him to find hope. See, what's sad is a lot of people have gone to 2021 to find hope. Oh, just this throwaway year, 2020. You know, 2021, it's coming. Bro, we're all still wearing masks. I mean, I know I'm not because I'm up here, but listen, the problems haven't gone away. It's not like you just turn a magical clock and it's gone. It's great to say 2021. That's called hope. You hope for something in the future that's unseen. You know, Jesus is certain. And when he says he brings hope, it's a certain hope. It's something we bank on. And so our emotions aren't wrapped on if the coronavirus goes away or not, if we get sick or not. We're stable because we find our joy and we rejoice in the Lord. Because He's commanded us to take heart, to be bold. Hey, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And when you come with me, you get to overcome too. You're the family of God. You are beloved. You're adopted into this thing. Now, the fifth reference is somewhat of a special reference. Turn to Acts. The end of Acts, Acts chapter 23. Again, I know I got you flipping the Bibles. You're on your phones. You're doing that. That's good. It's a great thing. Tharseo. Be courageous. This is a special time that Jesus said. It's a little bit special because this is after he rose again. And these are the words to Paul. The Apostle Paul in his last moments of uh, Acts going into Rome. And he had suffered a lot, and he will suffer a lot following God. And so we know Paul is this example, a pattern. He told Timothy, follow my pattern. There are things that we can learn from Paul, the apostle, and see his life and be like, oh, he was a really great, like, on-fire, solid Christian. He still suffered, but he was able to finish well. And he tells Timothy, we can finish well as well, too. And the Lord appears to him in this tribulation, in this persecution, in this thing going on. He says this, The following night the Lord stood by him and said this, Be of good cheer. Take heart. Be bold and courageous. For as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you also, or so you must testify also in Rome. Jesus made a supernatural appearance to Paul when this guy was in prison. And he says, listen, you faced some hardship. You had to testify me in Jerusalem, and you went through some pain for that. I'm going to take you now to Rome. And if you read the story, he went through some pain through that as well, being shipwrecked and bitten by a snake and going through all this different stuff. Jesus is saying, be bold in this moment. You've gone through some hardship. You're going to go through some hardship. 
but you can still have courage. You can still have strength. Listen, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer up here. 2020 wasn't the best, funnest year of our lives. But let's just face the facts. 2021 may not get any better. Can we just say it? We don't have no guarantee. It's not like this magical thing that just happened. No, you have your health right now. 2021, you may get sick. You know what Jesus is telling Paul? You went through some stuff through Jerusalem. Your future, you're going to go through some stuff. It's not very encouraging unless you take heart, unless you be bold, unless you find your courage in the Lord. Because in the midst of his past and in his future, God was with him and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he got him through that, so he'll get him through this. You see, our victories or our, God's faithfulness should lead us to knowing that we have confidence in the future of what's to hold. Part of this whole pandemic has been we don't know what's going on. We don't know the future. We don't know how to have a rhythm or a calendar. You know what we do know? God. He's faithful. Even in the midst of our suffering, he says, be bold, be courageous. You know, God told Joshua this as well. Joshua followed Moses and now is taking over the land of Israel. And everyone thinks of Joshua, the great victories in the promised land. No, 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 no. Joshua suffered in the wilderness for 40 years. And when God appeared to him, he said, now you're going to suffer, take the promised land through battles. We all think victory is full of just life and easy breezy. No, the growth comes when we actually trust God and He builds our faith in trusting Him, not the situation. I pray that this year has been a growth year for you. It could have been. 2020 should be. One where you keep on being bold, being courageous, looking to God. Joshua 1.9, the Lord told him, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be mismade. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, I don't know what's going to be hold in 2021, but I do know the Lord will not leave you or forsake you. And you can have some boldness in 2021. God is with us. And so now this isn't just a cool word or a Bible study that we throw out and study and just say, move on. But listen, when Jesus commands us these things, the reason why he's commanding us these things is so that we would have life, so that we would be encouraged, so that we would take heart, that we would actually have some good cheer and confidence and boldness to go out in bravery. And let me just say this. We have biblical reasons to be bold. We have biblical reasons to be courageous. Let me give you a couple examples. We have spiritual reasons to take courage, don't we? I mean, we are His children. We're loved. When you put your faith in Jesus, you're adopted in the family of God. God is still sovereign in the midst of it. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that the, for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. You remember when Jesus sent out the 72 and they came back to Him and they were rejoicing because the, all of authority and these demonic activities and spirits were, were being cast out and they were just rejoicing in the work of God. And he actually rebukes him and says, don't rejoice in the work, rejoice in me. I think a lot of discouragement, especially in the ministry, is in 2020 things have changed and we've been rejoicing too much in the work of God rather than the person of God. 
This is taking away stuff so we can rejoice in Him. He's still moving. He's still, we have spiritual reasons. We have salvation. Jesus says, rejoice in your salvation. You know what? You have circumstantial reasons to rejoice. You may not want to hear this right now, but listen. There are some positive things in your life. You're breathing right now. That means there's a purpose and a plan for you. That means even if you've gone through some hard things, there are still good things in your life because James 1.17 says that God is the giver of every perfect gift from above. He comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation, shadow, do, or change. You know, some of us need to be rebuked and go to Philippians chapter 4 where Paul tells us to rejoice again. Again, I say rejoice. That whatever is true, lovable, commendable, if, it's, if there's anything worthy of praise, you got to think about it. If you're depressed because you're watching the news, there's probably a reason. The angel said, be of good cheer. There is some good news to all men. We have peace. There are some circumstances in our lives that, yes, it's not the same. But even talking before church, many of you were able to have intimate times with your family. You know, you could look at 2020 in this way. Man, 2020, this is, t I can't go anywhere. Our 2020, what a gift. How many of us got more closer to our family members because of it? Had some extra time. Got some strength. Got some stuff out of the life. We have to think, okay, is there anything good or worthy of it all? It's okay to be positive, and there are some circumstantial reasons to take courage if we are alive. There are some personal reasons that you can take courage, encouragement, that you can be bold. God has not abandoned you. He is faithful. You may be disappointed in His plan, Absolutely. But he's still faithful. He's still good to his word. Every time God has been faithful to you in the past, it should be a reminder to the of a future encouragement that he'll be faithful again. Psalm 33, 4 says, For the word of God is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. He's personally been faithful to you. He doesn't change. Even when you have fears and doubts in 2020. You know, here's a cool thing just for me. This is the last example. We have statistical reasons to be encouraged. Literally, I, I don't know if you're a math guru, you follow the numbers and COVID and statistics, all different. Listen, statistically, God can use any of us. That's a win. That's, that's pretty good. Like, I don't even have to be a pastor. I don't have to do this. I don't have the degree. God could, you know... Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1, 26 and 27, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to your worldly standards. Not more were powerful. Not many were a noble birth. But God chose. He's chosen us what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. You may not feel like you are worthy of anything or to be used by God, but guess what? You're here and you're living in 2020. God specifically could have put you in any generation, at any moment, at any time, to live anywhere, but you are in the relationships that you have right now because God wants to use you. And statistically speaking, you can be used by Him. Especially if you think you're messed up, if you're weak. Guess what? The command still goes, be bold, be courageous. There are many reasons why we can look to God and find confidence in Him. You would almost say it's cowardly in 2020 not to trust God. Think about it. He's spoken to us. He's said some things and we can either trust him or not trust him. And he gives us good reasons. He gives us good reasons to encourage ourselves by this command to be courageous. And he gives us good reasons to command others to be bold.
Now I said that this word is mentioned six times, five times by the mouth of Jesus. The sixth time is different. It's in Mark chapter 10, if you want to turn there. This word pharisaio is mentioned here in this last reference, and we'll close with this. I forgot when I started, so I'm just going to say I'm going to close. <laughs> Here's the one time that this imperative, this command, is not in the mouth of Jesus. Be of good cheer. It's from the crowd speaking to blind Barmaeus. Now, that should just spur up attention. Blind Barmaeus, he was blind. He has a really cool name, right? And Jesus stopped, it says, and said to the crowd, call him. So he now gave a command to the crowd to call Bar blind Barmaeus, and they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer. Get up. He is calling you. Be of good cheer. Take heart. Be bold. Be courageous. Get up, blind Barmaeus. God himself is calling you. Jesus is calling you. This shows us that we can not only receive this imperative command for ourselves, but now we can command others to look to Jesus as well for courage. It's not just the words of Jesus. He is the light of the world, but now you are the light of the world, and you can command people and give this command and this blessing and tell others that are hurting, that are blind, that are broken, be bold, be courageous. As I've received encouragement from the Lord, so can you. And notice Jesus calls them to do this, just as Jesus calls us to make disciples and to speak words of life into other people. We are called to receive this command for ourselves, but also give this command to others. Like beggars that need the bread of life, that need God himself, but also saying, hey, I found this thing. You need to have this too as well. We don't be bold and be courageous and let pride swell in, thinking that we're so bold or we're so great. No, 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 no. It's Jesus who gives this boldness, and so now we say, go to him, everyone. And that's the power of embracing Jesus, that we can not only embrace it for ourselves, but we can share him with other people. And again, this is a doctrine. First Peter 3.15, Peter says, be ready. Because they're going to see your lives and how you're being bold, how you're walking in confidence, how you're trusting the Lord and there's fruit. And they're going to come up to you and say, man, what's different with you? Well, what's going on? Peter says, but in your hearts, honor the Lord as holy. When you honor God as holy, when you embrace his commands, when you're doing these things, he says, now always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. This is our role. This is why we're here to proclaim Jesus and the good news of his gospel. This is why Paul said, as I receive now unto the Lord, I give to you. And so this word, tharseo, I pray that I'm pronouncing it right. You make it up as you go. Be of good cheer. Take heart. Be bold. Do your word study. Study the Bible. I hope that this word will encourage you in 2021. This command from Jesus. Because just because 2021 is coming close doesn't mean we don't need some courage, right? We need some boldness. We need some confidence, some bravery, and we can find that in Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for this 
opportunity to bless your name and to worship you. And God, we do pray that you would continue to direct us. I thank you so much for being able to study your word and to pray and to just be able to spend time with your people this morning. So uh, we love you, Lord. We thank you. And what an honor it is and joy it is to share your word. Continue to minister to us as we seek you in this new year coming up. It's in your name we pray. Amen.